This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, and bonjour. It's really, really good to be with you today. And I'm sure you'll be very, very happy that you're joining us today as well because I have a very special guest, my friend uh, Raika, and she is a life transformation coach. And just if you are watching this on video, you will see that she has a beautiful, beautiful like background. And that's actually real. It's not a fake background. <laughs> oh, I love where you are right now. And um, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Samia. Nice to be here. All right. So I'm actually going to have you just jump right in and tell us more about who you are and what you do. Well, like you said, my name is Reka. I am a transformational uh, life coach. I've been an RN for almost 30 years. I'm a nature enthusiast. I take people out in nature and, and help them connect to their inner being and to nature itself so they can slow down and reduce stress. I also have a rich background in alternative health modalities. For the last 18 years, I've practiced um, somatic emotional release, craniosacral therapy, and Reiki. I'm a retired United States Army veteran. I grew up on a very small uh, farm in a very remote area as the oldest of five. Uh, today, for this session, I'll be focusing more on my role as a transform transformational coach very cool very cool so do you have any like particular focus uh, uh, in terms of who you work with I do uh, ever since I was very very young I knew that it was my mission to connect um, to people animals and nature and I love um, helping people um, heal and you know take better care of themselves my legacy or my i should say my intentional legacy has always been about planting inspirational seeds of wellness and others in the hearts in their hearts and their minds and i found through my registered nurse job uh, a great love and affection for women that were feeling very burnt out and I really enjoy coaching uh, women between the ages of 35 and 65 that feel very burnt out from overdoing it in their lives. Uh, they often feel unlovable, not enough, and they struggle and they seem to be stuck where they are. And when I work with them, I help them increase their, uh, improve their self-esteem, and help them overcome their self-doubts, uh, help them find their, uh, their authentic self and to become their own authority in life. Very cool. And the reason why I coach women is because I've been there. I've been that, that woman that has just done too much, didn't have the balance and I struggled 
mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, I've always had coaches in my life and mentors as far back as, you know, age of 16 or 17. And I found a great value in, in having a coach because they offer insight and support. They give you non-biased feedback. They, they hold you accountable and they can help guide you towards a healthier life. And because I knew the value of what that was and I saw other women who were where I used to be, I just decided that this would be the perfect match because nothing brings me more joy than to help somebody get unstuck from a problem that I know a lot about. Yes, I love that. And I'm so glad that you're doing this work because there are so many of us who struggle with this problem. And the fact that you are now coaching around a problem that you have dealt with yourself, I really, really appreciate that because I know not necessarily so many coaches, um, but a lot of other professionals, for example, therapists and doctors and etc. And they're you know, treating patients and working with clients on issues and problems that they don't actually have personal experience with. And it makes a difference, I think. Um, and, and when it comes to something like coaching, I think it makes a huge difference. There are a few coaches that I've known who have, uh, you know, I just had a not so good experience with them because I found that they weren't able to quite empathize with what I was going through because they had not really had a similar kind of challenge and struggle. And, um, you know, that doesn't always have to be a hurdle in, in our ability to coach, but there are sometimes like things that you can understand much better when you have experienced something similar for sure. So, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I really appreciate that about you. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me more about when you were getting coached and when you were getting mentored, what was that experience like for you? Did you learn any big lessons from going through that that you can share with us now? Yes. What I discovered was I was stuck in a cycle. Uh, I was over-focusing on my weaknesses or my my problem. I was always thinking about what was going wrong. Mm. And I completely understand now from having all of that insight and coaching that it was very backwards thinking. And it was very disempowering. And I didn't realize it until I had help. But once I did, I realized that, you know, we spend so much time and effort and energy cycling through. It's like driving up against a brick wall. You know, you're not getting anywhere. You keep repeating the mistakes and then you increase the feelings of self-doubt, mm. not not feeling enough. And then what you do is you almost, well, you reinforce it. So you just keep going. So, and most people do that. You know, they, they are discontented and so then they find other ways to get that relief. Mm-hmm. So I challenge people to really look at their process, you know, in my coaching. I want them to think about, well, if it's not working what you're doing, then let's look at it from a different way and try something else. So 
I think about looking at the things that you do really well mm -hmm. and then using those as your superpower to really overcome every area that you have a problem in your life. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're really good at work being the boss. You delegate workload. You know that that's a no-brainer. You can be organized. You're efficient. But then you go home. You take your work hat off. And then you've got all these things going on in the house. But you're not delegating like you do at work. And you're not, you know, giving some direction that you need some things done. So it's complete opposite, but you're struggling at home to get things done for yourself or get some rest. And it's only because you haven't taken the successful work process and applied it at home. Hmm. Yeah, that's a very good example. Thank you for sharing that. Actually, when you started talking about focusing on our superpowers, I was thinking about it in a somewhat different context because actually I uh, in my coaching work um, very much grounded in a positive psychology approach you know and this is very much the positive psychology <laughs> philosophy that you focus on your strengths and so a lot of times when when I'm thinking about strengths I'm thinking about like character strengths uh, for example uh, one of my character strengths is my ability to be really compassionate and actually even more than compassion, I'm um, really excellent at having empathy for other people. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I'm struggling with a problem, especially if that problem is with another person, I'm like, huh, how can I use my super strength of empathy to figure this out and figure out a solution um, and, and uh, that you know will be really good in this situation and usually once I start to tap into my empathy super strength it becomes so much easier to deal with the other person and to even um, just sort of recenter myself and ground myself in a more positive place so i really appreciate that you have this approach <laughs> thank you yeah cool i like your superpower oh thank you <laughs> it, um yeah hey by the way uh, just a curious question how do you think about empathy and compassion do you draw a distinction between those two superpowers empathy and compassion i think they work well together for sure you know especially if you can bring some of that to yourself mm. so that you can experience balance in all of your relationships because if you don't give your you know fill your own cup you're really no good to anybody else yes that is so true that is so true <sighs> yeah it actually, what you just shared just reminds me of, um, oh man, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, um, but this is part of the teachings in nonviolent communication. And they say sometimes if you're really struggling to show empathy and compassion towards someone else, 
oftentimes one of the causes for that is that you are hurting yourself and so first you need to take care of yourself give yourself empathy and compassion and then you know you can go back to that other person and give them empathy and compassion yeah yeah that's wonderful cool cool okay so tell me do you have like any specific programs that you use to help your clients with uh, the problems that you help people with help the women that you work with i do thank you for asking i have a, a life coaching program it's a life transformation program i call uh, level up your life and it's a three-part process the first level is all about uh, investigating your current life and your past life you know thus far far up to this point with one-on-one coaching and some journaling and it's focusing on your feelings your thoughts and your behaviors and really identifying patterns the second level you reflect on all of those things that you discovered about yourself in the first level but now you're going to upgrade your life through some advanced coaching and some really fun creative writing where you get to be the hero in your story <laughs> and you uh, we'll also get a chance to experience some alternative health modalities because some of the modalities I work with help on uh, help with uh, releasing emotional pains, physical, spiritual pains from the body. Mm-hmm. You know, not everything needs to be removed with uh, talk therapy or bringing it all up and experiencing it fully. There are some things that can just be released naturally. And the best part about level two is we really start to look at, okay, what are those strengths and how can I use those to not only heal myself, but to give myself the life I've always wanted. And then that gets you to the third level is where, and this is very exciting, I think, where you begin to release all those old ways of being while you're connected to your authentic self. Now that's deep in your unconscious and most people live out here in the conscious mind. So what's really interesting is when you go through this process, all of a sudden now, you know, inside of you, that you are being true to yourself. You're checking in with yourself and you're asking yourself questions. Do I take this job? You know, do I date this person? Should I eat this food? Do I need a nap? And it's a big difference compared to living more conscious uh, all the time and being out here where you're focused on getting the to-do list done, doing things the way you've always done it. Even if you're feeling miserable, you're not really changing because you just don't seem to know any better. But when you tune in, it opens up a vast array of ideas and concepts that you never knew existed. So it's a lot of fun. And then Um, you're going to declare that whole new life in a ceremony. And, you know, just like people get married or they graduate, they have a ceremony. Uh, When I was designing this program, uh, I decided, uh, you know, we would need a ceremony because frankly, this level up your life uh, wasn't planned. I didn't plan to create it. It found me. So this is from my own personal experience where 
you know, I was working with a mindset coach and I had this homework assignment. I had to explain my old life theme and my new life theme. And I was having a lot of blocks. So I knew if I applied some uh, journaling and, you know, getting into nature and meditation that, you know, I could get unstuck because I'd been there before. But I put all of these processes together. So I was journaling and then I was going into nature and then I was coming out um, and journaling. And, but I was focusing on how I was feeling and the questions and tuning in more. And I discovered so much about myself. And then when I compiled all my notes and pulled out all the patterns and I fitted in all of the homework assignment, I, at the top, I had this Word document, it was eight pages. At the top, I had journaling notes, right? And then all of a sudden I realized this is a ceremony. I'm going from the old right into the new. And I even described um, as part of the new, uh, you know, who I, who I would look like, you know, what kind of clothes I would wear, what kind of life I'd be living. And I threw in affirmations in between the new, the old and the new. And I'll tell you, it was amazing. I said to my daughter, I checked in with myself and for me, this is what I needed to do. I needed to make this a ceremony. So we went out to the, to this nearby area where there's water and I lit some sage and I had some candles. I dressed the way that made me feel very feminine and very connected to my authentic self. I had Celtic music playing, a little bit of rain came down, like just a little bit. And my daughter videotaped it. I'm going to tell you something. It was so moving for me. It was just as moving as the day I got married and the day I delivered my daughter. It really was empowering. And immediately after that, I noticed big changes and shifts in myself. And I said, my goodness, I have to help other people feel this because I would have never known that I could feel this way from taking a homework assignment and then twisting it and turning it and, and, and then morphing it into something like this, a program to help other people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so, so lovely and wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And you're so right. I think you are tapping with this idea of turning this into a ceremony where you're making this major life transition by choice uh, turning mm -hmm. that into a ceremony into a ritual you're really tapping into some deep wisdom i mean there is a reason why in every tradition every culture you know there are these traditions of celebrating whether it's your marriage or whether it's graduating from school or college or even celebrating your birthday you know every year you know you're marking something uh, significant about how your life has been moving forward and how you want to continue to move forward and makes a big difference to do that so i absolutely love and so appreciate that you do this. This is awesome. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And then you talked a lot about, uh, or a little bit about the journaling aspect. Can you 
tell us a little bit more maybe give us some tips about how you engage in journaling uh, particularly with the creative journaling aspect of things because I think that's something that a lot of people might not be familiar with absolutely my pleasure to do that Um, thank you for asking so journaling if you would like to I would encourage people to magnify their journaling process by doing it first thing in the morning as you're get, waking up before you start your day or at the end of the day, just before you go to bed. And the reason is conscious, your conscious mind is awake and alert and it's easier for you for, to, to connect to the unconscious mind at those times. And then you can tap into more uh, images and thoughts and feelings that you wouldn't normally be able to tap, tap into. Journaling just five to 10 minutes a day can increase your well-being, enhance your creativity, increase your productivity, and it can drastically reduce your stress. Some of the things that I would recommend, because most people will get a journaling book and they'll start writing a few things, but then they get stuck because they're not sure what to write. So asking yourself good questions, or having some prompts to start you would really, really get you going. I like the idea of having a variety of questions and you can research these online, good uh, uh, journal questions. There are free apps out there too, like DabbleMe, Day One, Memento. But either way, you get a good question and that's how you start. So an example of a question would be, um, what are my key takeaways from today? Uh, today I demonstrated success by blank. What am I thankful for? How can I spend my free time better? Um, when you start with something like that and then you don't critique yourself, you just, that was what I did. And it was so powerful when I did my own journaling and became very creative. Um, I did not censor myself. I didn't look for uh, corrections in my spelling or try to make sense. I just wrote whatever came up, came up, sloppy, neat, whatever. I just let it come free flowing. I didn't want to interrupt that communication that I was getting from the inside. Just those things that wanted to come out, whatever they were. Yeah. Um, So doing that is a lot of fun. There's another technique I really like, and I used that when I did um, this process. Carl Jung, a lot of people know him, he's a psychologist. He has this uh, active imagination technique for dreaming, but you can also apply it to daydreaming or meditation. So it's a way to express your deepest thoughts um, from the unconscious mind. So again, to get connected to the unconscious mind, you want to get in a spot where it's nice and uh, quiet maybe in the morning or maybe at night you know when you're winding down and you'll want to focus on um, your breath but think about this how do you like to express yourself don't limit yourself to just writing so if it's music or painting or maybe a craft some people like to work with clay or stone um, dancing whatever it is that would feel good for you to express what you have on the inside. That's what I encourage you to do. So you focus on that dream or those images 
And then you allow yourself to get connected deeper to the unconsciousness by just focusing on them mm. in this stillness. You don't have to get real um, particular about it. But like, let's say you're seeing a, you know, a beach scene in your mind. Just start asking questions in your mind about the beach scene. Mm. Is there anybody out here? Am I alone? What's the weather like? You know, just what's the water feel like? So then you start to get all of your senses involved with it. And you want to get your body involved, right? So that you can uh, amplify the feelings and you can look at the thoughts that come up. And of course, you will get distracted a little bit, but just think of those like leaves blowing by, you know, you just let them go, just refocus back on that and spend as much time as you want in this process. And if you want to write, have your pen and you know, and your pad of paper here and just write, but don't read it and go back through it. Just, just write. And then you just do it until you know you've had enough. Then you take a break. It could be a few hours. It could be a bit, a couple of days. Then you come back and you look at it again. And I, you'll be so surprised, but will jump right out at you. The message that you need to hear pieces that you weren't sure about just come together. There's clarity, uh, there's relief. There's this amazing um, feeling of uh, release when you do that. It's very cleansing. Yeah, thank you for sharing those. I see maybe you're thinking about sharing some more tips <laughs> or were you wanting to move uh, something or were you feeling complete about that oh i just wanted to just reinforce one other thing um when you get in that quiet space these are a couple of questions that uh when you when you're reflecting that you you could ask yourself what do i need to see here yeah that's a good question so yeah. so you've done all that journaling or you've done that processing you come back Ask yourself, what do I need to see here? Or what do I need to better understand about myself? Yeah. Because this process is going to bridge the gap between your conscious mind and the unconscious. And Carl Jung said, and I quote, until you make the conscious mind conscious, until you make the unconscious mind conscious, it will uh, direct your life and you will call it fate. Mm. So... I'm living proof that you know, I was spinning my wheels for a long time and I didn't realize I had other choices and options to expand who I am and really line up a different life for me. Yes. Oh, you made so many excellent points. And one thing that I'll just highlight from what you said was number one, you can actually look up some questions and things ahead of time that you can journal and you don't have to reinvent every day new questions or new processes once you find a set of questions that really works for you once you find a process um, that really works for you you can just feel very free <laughs> to use that over and over again um, as long as it's working for you and um, that is like really helpful um, and what you just said right now towards the end about 
bringing the unconscious to the conscious because until you do that you think oh this is just fate <laughs> that is so so true that is so true um i'm wondering if you could maybe share an example of when you experience that in your life an example of overcoming an issue or yeah something that was like unconscious for you and until you actually brought it to consciousness and got clear about it at conscious level um that you continue to struggle to to um change uh, or shift oh okay. yeah that's that's a very good question i like that question um actually because i am uh a busy woman sometimes i get very very busy and i plan a lot but sometimes i'll I'll feel very stuck even though I apply everything that I normally do. And most recently because I'm in between um a full-time job and then I have my business on the side and it's part-time I've been trying to balance it but I'm not quite ready to leave the full-time job. So in the background I didn't realize that I was asking myself, why am I still suffering? And it was and it was actually causing me to feel tired but i didn't realize i was thinking that thought so when i realized i had that thought i replaced it with what did i do to deserve all the joy and happiness in my life right now and it took me out of that feeling of heavy you know i i just want to get out of this wonkiness to wow everything's working out just the way i i want it to it's it's working out Oh, that is a brilliantly wonderful example. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. No, I I can actually relate to that. I can very much relate to that. I know um I have also been, you know, recently experiencing um this something like i wasn't sure like what in the world was going on but it's feeling this disturbance in my inner peace and uh i always take that very seriously you know and but i just couldn't figure it out and i was like oh this has to be something that's unconscious right <laughs> you know and so i need to bring to conscious awareness and so then my favorite thing to do in these kinds of situations is i'm like God please help. <laughs> I can't figure this out on my own. Please bring to consciousness whatever it is that I need to to be more conscious of so that I can then release it more effectively. And um it just turned out to be one of those pesky thoughts like old limiting beliefs around oh my gosh this is I don't know if I have enough. <laughs> if i'm good enough to do this particular mm-hmm. thing that i'm trying to do right now you know and it was so cool because the moment that that i consciously recognized that oh it's this old pesky <laughs> limiting belief <laughs> uh, that was like um bothering me in my subconsciousness that i was able to uh come up with a new belief and i was like not new belief but a new thought to um focus on i mean right. like, what i am enough 
I know enough. I have enough. I'm, and I'm not only am I enough and have enough, uh, but I'm like fully loved and taken care of and protected by God. And so I have nothing to worry about. And so just by refocusing uh, and shifting that, that thought, uh, now I'm feeling so much better. Yay. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It's like when it's really cold out and the sun comes out and warms you right up. It's the same yeah. kind of shift. It's very dramatic. Yes. It makes me think about another time. And this has actually happened to me multiple times, but it's something that really makes me appreciate and love my mom. <laughs> because when I was younger, I, I remember there were so many times when my mom, actually not so many times, this is like part of her, I'm pretty sure, nightly routine. And I just didn't realize it because usually I was fast asleep and didn't realize that she was doing this. But at some point in the middle of the night, she would come in to our rooms and just to check on things. And she would do things like put a little finger on, on our forehead or our feet or something to see if we might be cold. And if she thought we might be cold because our body felt cold, she would like put a blanket on us or something. And I had this habit of just you know throwing off my blanket off me and then I would get cold and I didn't even realize I was cold and uncomfortable because of that it was disturbing my sleep but when my mom came in and she pulled the blanket up over me I got so much more comfortable and suddenly was able to relax into a deeper more comfortable sleep <laughs> I love it so it's like consciously I didn't realize because I was like basically half asleep what the problem was. I didn't even realize that I was cold until my mom came and she did this very caring action and covered me up. And um, and then, you know, oh my gosh. So this is just a different context of how, you know, something can be bothering you unconsciously. Um, mm -hmm. And until that problem is resolved or it comes to your conscious awareness, you're not able to resolve it properly. <laughs> right. Hmm. We have a choice. Every new unfolding minute is the opportunity to make a different choice. So yeah. no matter where you are right now, it could be better. It's up to you. You yeah. always have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're struggling with how to make it better, reach out for help. Exactly. Reach out for help. Do some journaling. If you're struggling with journaling, reach out to reach out to Rekha because she can help you <laughs> journal more deeply and better. Um, and sometimes, you know, that's all it takes is that if, uh, you know, these these kinds of tools and techniques. I know like for a long time, I was journaling on my own, but no one gave me any direction or any support on how to do it. And so it helped me to a certain extent. But when, my, when I started working with a coach, and my coach gave me specific direction on, okay, use these prompts, use this process, 
it just next leveled my journaling practice and helped me reap so many more benefits from it you know and I think that's something that you were sharing also earlier in your experience so I would highly encourage anyone who finds themselves struggling to reach out for help um yeah yeah there's a lot of good resources out there you know just open yourself up the first part is just really asking you know getting aware that you need help and then asking for the help yeah 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 it makes life more fun and easy it makes change and transformation more fun and easy if you're able to reach out for help and receive the help that you need absolutely awesome oh man okay i'm having so much fun talking with you and it's about time for us to start wrapping up for today okay. so um you know we'll just have to bring you back to share more of your wisdom with us next time um, but for right now do you have any last words you'd like to share with us No, not specifically. I just, I just like to encourage people uh, to have hope because you can. There's lots of ways to heal yourself. There are a lot of practitioners and people and doctors. Research it. You know, talk to somebody that you know and trust. Uh, get yourself connected to a subject matter expert that you know can help you that really works well with you that you can develop a good rapport with because trust is really vital when you're doing this inner work you you have to have uh, you know the ability to open up fully or you're not going to make um, you know the you're not going to get that growth that you're looking for yeah So the last thing I guess I'll ask you is how can people get in touch with you? Um, well, I can give you my website. Um, sure. I'm at rakesrealm.com. And, uh, you know, I, I you can browse around my website. I have a lot of interesting stories out in there about me. There's a cute little mud pie story about me when I was a little girl making mud pies and connecting to nature. I'm actually in the process of making that in a children's book, which is a lot of fun. Um, but uh, there's also a spot on there where you could email me or you could, um, you know, book a free consultation to, to get a chance to meet me and see if we would be a good fit or if I have something that's of value to you. And so I do appreciate that. And I know my audience is going to find me. I don't worry about it. They are out there. Um, I was designed to do this work. I love this work and I'm going to do it for as long as I can. Yay. I love that. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much.